The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, Masters in the Making, and that is you. Welcome to The Open Door, and thank you very much for tuning in. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Jerry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. You know, brothers, today is part 13 hmm. of our Enlightenment Masterclass series. It's hard to believe it's been going on that long. There is an end to it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we do have an end in sight. A couple more episodes, I think, if we're going to be moving on to something else. But for now, we're talking today about full speed ahead. And this is based on a very simple direction. Don't look back. <laughs> right. And don't turn back. <laughs> and don't turn back. Yeah. You know, it, I think it's it's very much the concept that once you're on a path, you need to keep going forward. It doesn't mean you won't stumble and fall, but it means you've got to be moving forward. Because if you aren't moving forward, you're what? You're moving backward because yeah. everything else is moving on. Right. And I think I love, um, you know, I love Christian hymns. And there's, uh, I believe it's the Battle Hymn of the Republic or Onward Christian Soldiers. I can't remember which one. Where he says, you know, that the trumpet's been sounded that you'll never call retreat. Yes. And yes. I think that's that's what is the, the standard, if you will, um, for the pursuit of God. Once you start on that path, you don't want to turn back because once you turn back, you lose all you've gained. And once you build a momentum, it's self-reinforcing and so it becomes stronger and you're drawing closer to God. So we just do not think about turning back. God is moving on. God is transcending himself. And if we don't want to be left further and further behind, we need to keep moving. And Mm -hmm. we'll say it, said it before, but say it again, that doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. Sure. But it means the mind set the set of the sail is i'm going forward and if i fall down and make a mistake i'm going to call the law of forgiveness i'm going to get up and move on balance the karma and move on and when you have this mindset you make progress and as this time goes on you don't realize how much progress you have made no and and when you stumble stumble forward <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. fall forward we were talking before the show about karma and the fact that when you have these mistakes whatever that does not mean you have to stop you you're done we have karma, which is kind of the cosmic do-over. Yeah, and, and calling <laughs> upon the law of forgiveness. I mean, really, forgiving yourself, saying, oh, whoops. Uh, I, I <laughs> and, and balancing the karma. I mean, yeah. the prayer I say every night is forgive me, God, for whatever I did that was not the level of the Christ. And I pray you'd give me the opportunity on the morrow to balance the karma. In other words, you have forgiveness, but you still got the karma. And right. I think that's where we differ a little bit from our Christian brethren in a sense to say, well, you're forgiven. And I guess they think the karma just disappears. Um, even though it says in the Bible, you know, every John Tittle will be fulfilled, you know, the, the law does not pass away. And so we do understand that, but it, it's exciting to balance karma because then you can move on to the next step. 
and you do build a momentum. So you're, you know, even though you may not see it, if you've been on this path for a number of years and you've really been working and striving, you are a different person than you were when you started. And maybe you can think back and say, gee, you know, I still make mistakes, but I don't make that one anymore, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I have relatives, I think, that have, have said to me something along, along that line, you know, well, you're different. There's, you know, you're not the same person you were a number of years ago. Yeah. Is that when they say, thank God? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you do. It's incremental, yeah. you know, and you may not notice it yourself, but people will notice it from And outside. the masters have said they measure progress on a year-to-year basis, not a day-to-day, a week-to-week, or a month-to-month, because yeah. they realize, you know, the path is not linear. Um, yeah. It's got some ups and downs, especially when a big chunk of karma comes your way. So keep on keeping on, do the right thing, and of course, to do the right thing, you have to know what the right thing is, and that's what this whole course um uh, Enlightened Masterclass is about, knowing the right thing and acting on it. Right. As simple as that. You know, I think, too, that when we're talking about full speed ahead, that we got to remember that the lateness of the hour, you know, we've talked about this before, that I think we were supposed to have made our ascension sometime around the age of Pisces, beginning, not ending. And here we still are stuck in, you know, Earth's schoolroom. And, you know, full speed ahead may sometimes feel like molasses or trying to swim in peanut butter. Other times, it's just like moving ahead so fast. You can't. Where'd the day go? Where'd the time go? It's just yeah. amazing how quickly it can appear to be going. You, you know, I've got to say something on behalf of those of us that um, maybe we're supposed to ascend a few thousand years ago. There are also groups of people that their ascension has been withheld because they had to be in physical embodiment at this time uh, really? for various reasons. Yes, so they have they have uh, made sure that they haven't ascended before that, so to speak. <laughs> so um, you know, whether you're in sync with cosmic timetables or out of sync, it doesn't really matter. You're, if you're in sync with pursuing God and seeking God, then you, you know there is no time or space. You are in sync with, with the path because that's really what matters. You know, that's an interesting concept you just raised. I, I, frankly, I've never heard that before, that some ascensions have been withheld pending other people coming up to speed. Well, they had to be, um, they, had to, they had a mission to fulfill. Taking your ascension is not just balancing your karma. It's, it's fulfilling your divine plan. Right. And for some people, their divine plan needed meant they need to be embodiment at this time, just as there are some people oh, from oh, Atlantis yeah. that had to be in embodiment at this time because the technology had to be similar to Atlantis for the same karmic opportunities. Oh, I got yeah. you. Yeah. So, you know, God knows the timetable, but even if you're a little behind, you know, better late than never. I don't know if they say that in heaven, but we say it on <laughs> earth. And, you know, you can make, there's still opportunity. I mean, this past weekend, whenever you're listening to this, we had a number of challenges uh, physically in the United States and, and others on this planet, and you wonder, you know, how much time do we have? Well, you have plenty of time to find God because you can do that where you are today. So keep on keeping on, full speed ahead. Don't condemn yourself. Correct your mistakes. Find those things that you need to work on in your psychology or your behavioral patterns. And if you have a spouse, they'll be happy to point them out to you <laughs> yes, or <sir>. teenage <laughs> kids, so either, either way. But, you know, work on these things. And, uh, Tom, what was that you were sharing that thing about uh, the person that your guru or something in the marketing world, what they told you? And they said um, when you're in, in business, everybody who's your fan, everybody who's your good customers always tell you what you want to hear. It's the critic that tells you what you need to hear. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's the most important person. Is the well, critic. and that's the one that you don't want to hear necessarily. Who likes yeah. negative feedback? You know, no thanks. You know, you're just a complainer. 
wait a minute, maybe I should listen to this because I'm hearing something that I don't want to hear. I wonder why. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm thinking back to the days I was performing in the nightclub circuit, you know, the, the heckler. Maybe he was the one I was supposed to be listening to. Okay. Oh, my gosh. The guy that always wanted to hear Louie Louie. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But it's true, isn't it? I mean, those oh. things that, that are really in our face, but we don't want to look at Well, the yeah. things we criticize in others are very often the things that are wrong with us. Yeah. And, you know, again, we don't want to get under a lot of self-condemnation, but, you know, let's keep a sense of humor and not take our human self too seriously, but take the spiritual path very seriously well, because and, it's the most important thing in your life. Yeah. And then let's be wise in the process and recognize that there are some who covet that light so that as we are accumulating it, if we're like a sponge, you know, soaking up light, we become a target in a way, and many of you who have heard this show for some time will remember we did a series of shows on the strategies of light and darkness, yeah. and it was inclusive of those t- the, the, the dark forces, the fallen angels, who will use these different methods to get you off course, and one of them is when you stumble, you're just a miserable sinner. You, you're, you're not, not going to get up. worthy don't, of going. Yeah, don't even bother to keep yeah. going. You're, you're done. You're toast, but this is part of this process of full speed ahead means, like you said, you know, gosh darn the torpedoes. At some, at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's well, right. Well, and yet at the same time, you know, don't get under that, but also pay attention because God will use other people. Amoria said, if the messenger be an ant, heed, heed him. him. In other words, you know, if you're being told certain things, they may hurt when you hear them, but they may have some truth in them. Go before God and say, God, you know, is this, is this in me? What do I need to do to work on it so yeah. that it won't be a, a point of vulnerability? You know, Jesus said that, you know, when they... Fallen ones come to you, let them find nothing in you, no point of vulnerability, because they play us like a musical instrument right. um, based on our karmic vulnerabilities. And when you get rid of those, they lose a whole lot of power over you. When the prince of the world comes, he finds nothing in me. You know, I was just thinking about these hurricanes. Yeah, rather, than, I don't want to timestamp the program necessarily, but we've had these horrific uh, hurricanes and and uh, things. But mm-hmm. you know, in the in the process of seeing that karma descend, if you want to call it karma descending, mm-hmm. you had some amazingly beautiful, wonderful things happen as interaction between people, people helping people, doing the heroism, um, yeah. doing amazing seeing things beyond themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so that's. That's the beauty of uh, approaching your karma in a proper sort of a way. Well, with, with, with handling it with grace and gratitude. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we wail against the, the slings and arrows of unfor- dis- misfortune. But in reality, these are opportunities to say, thank you, God. Yeah. I get to get into my psychology and learn something and move on, come up higher. Right. Gee, I've never said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's your Variations circumstances of sort of put you in that. you got to make a choice what right. you're going to do. And what many of us have done is we've delayed the day of reckoning. Oh, I'll, I know that's a problem in my <laughs> life, but you know what? I'm going to wait till such and such happens. Then I'm going to get right to work on my psychology. And, of course, it never happens, <laughs> right. right? There's always the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So this is the day. It's the day of salvation. It was, I think, the acceptable day of salvation. It's also the acceptable day to say, God, I am moving full speed ahead with your help and by your grace. Help me to do what I need to do to pass my test, and I will not turn away from those initiations, those tests that are absolute requirements for me to draw closer to you and for me to hold a greater light that I might be available to help others. And I think that's a really key point. Put yeah. God at the top of your to-do list. I mean, yeah, and there's so much joy in 
and eventually getting close to God. I think I think Elizabeth Clare Prophet touches on that somewhat in our segments today, if that's the one I'm remembering. Well, you know, it's actually, you know, you get fearful of, you know, doing the will of God. You know, I mean, to begin with, you think, oh, my gosh, you know, but it's when you're doing the will of God and the closer you come to God, the more the more easy it is, actually. I'm not going to have to give up my ear uh, earring. Am I the one on the right side, am I? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but you will. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, you know, she does talk a lot about getting near your I am presence. Yeah. That one of the keys here, the key is, is love, of course, but one of the really essential keys on a day-to-day basis is drawing near and nearer to God. And desiring that. And desiring it. Because we will put blocks up between ourselves and God, lest, you know, we get too close and we might get singed, so to speak. (laughs) But it's a cool heat. For the people of God, it's not a hot heat, it's a cool heat. And you can... God will take you as close as you can handle if that's your desire. You know, before we go to break, we've had a couple of emails, you may recall, where people have asked us about the quality of light, the the violet flame in particular. Does it burn? Yeah. Well, it burns off the the karmic dross, but people have said they can feel it. They can feel it in that secret chamber of the heart, that the the violet flame, the threefold flame, there's a physical sensation that can be felt. Uh-huh. I think that's a pretty interesting thing because it isn't just some etheric concept that you kind of think about but you don't really ever have any direct connection with. This is also something that can be very physical. Well, remember the, the, the two on the road to Emmaus. They felt their burning in their heart. That's it was right. a physical manifestation. They weren't having heart attacks. They were <laughs> right. feeling the light in their hearts from the being so close to Jesus. Yeah. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what were they stepping into? Maybe a violet flame. You know? Well, they didn't feel it when they were they in the furnace. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we've got to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll hear the first of two excerpts from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the wisdom of going forward without interruption or delay toward the light. Back in a moment. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. 
For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Today we're talking about putting the merging with God at the top of your to-do list, and we're calling this uh, full speed ahead. Once you get the bit in your teeth, there's just no reason to look back. You know, just kind of go forward and uh, bear the light to the end, to your ascension. Um, the best way to make progress on the path and to continue moving forward is always to position yourself as near to your I Am Presence as possible. Here's more. There's no way to win the kingdom or get to the glory land if you go back down the stairs, backwards especially, because you might fall if you go backwards. We look toward the sun and we keep going and we hold on to the attainment. We know what the attainment is. We don't lose our light. We don't give it away. We hold on to that light and the word will do it. So every day you have to position yourself as near to your I Am Presence by the flame of God's loveliness. Take a sponge, blessed ones, and notice how quickly it absorbs water as long as its pores are not clogged with dirt. Try to realize that all sponges do not have the same capacity and therefore some can retain considerably more of the water element. What kind of sponges are you anyway? An individual's capacity to absorb light may be compared to a sponge which soaks up water. Some take in a great deal of the divine radiance, but do not long retain it. Others have less power to take in, but are able to hold on to each blessing substantially longer. The key is to hold on to it long enough so that when God has a need for you to spend that light, in some victorious and noble deed for the rescue of a soul, you still have it. And you don't come to that bargain of a century like Clarence, you know. Have to earn your wings by this supreme act of service. At that point, you can't say, gee, I spent my light yesterday. I spent my money yesterday. I can't take advantage of this bargain that God's giving me. Just think, if all I have to do is save this one soul and I'll get my wings. But you won't be able to save him if you haven't held on to the light that was given you. It's fuel in your tank. Can't go anywhere unless your tank is full. You shouldn't because you never know how far you have to go with God to do the job. So you always start on a full tank of gas, on a journey. There is an ideal situation to which all should aspire, and that is the highly spiritually ecstatic state where identification with your own mighty I Am Presence or God Self is the high prize to which you totally aspire. That's when you get the ecstatic state. You totally aspire it. You don't have 16 other aspirations in life. 
It's not that you're giving up on life or the world or all its richness or the enjoyment of its richness. It's that you know that if you get God totally, everything else he wants you to have, which is more than you'll ever need, for joy, happiness, and fulfillment, and attainment, will come along with it. You see, the most wonderful thing about the word is that the word is logos, which is logic. If you sit and think logically about the steps you have to take to get to God, they're mighty, they're wonderful, they're preferable, they're reasonable, they're easy, they're obviously a part of the mathematical formula of your life. But if you don't think them through each one, you get into the knots of the subconscious and you get all turned around and you can't get yourself out of a paper bag of a particular karmic situation. So the total aspiration to have the I Am Presence and be one with the Father at all times can make you the most practical, dynamic, whatever you want to be. Whatever it is, name it. You can have it all if you resolve this whole big bag of desires into one. You know what it's like? It's like the time when I was a little girl and my father sold a boat. He used to make custom yachts. And this one very lovely couple saved up the money for this boat in milk bottles full of change, nickels and dimes and mostly pennies. And they brought them all over. This heavy, heavy weight it was like hundreds of pounds. They had a whole yacht. They didn't just have a rowboat. And I can remember this event when I was very small because they sat around the kitchen table counting the money and putting it in those, uh, those little papers. And I thought that was an amazing idea, how you could save all your pennies in a bottle and one day you'd get a yacht. <laughs> well, the point is that all those pennies, each time they're put in a bottle, they are a fiat or a desire that you're going to get what you want. You're going to get your yacht. When the time comes, you trade them all in for the one item you want more than you want those individual pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters. So you trade in all your desires for the one desire of wanting God, and when you get God, he's the great clipper ship. He's the great ship of life. He takes you everywhere. You have everything. But you can't have both. You can't have those milk bottles full of money and have God too. And that's what your desire body is like. It's like the weight of all these separate little things. This is one of the greatest keys to attainment you'll ever hear. If you can remember it, it will serve you all your life. Trade in your desires. But don't listen to the guy that comes along and says, new lamps for old. Because he'll come and take away your Aladdin's lamp. Remember that? He gave away his old lamp for a shiny new one, and the old lamp was the one that had the great secret and the mystery of getting whatever he wanted. So this is a very old secret. You don't have to trade it in for some new passing fancy of how to lose weight, how to make money, how to do this, how to do that, 10 easy steps, you know. You've got it all right there. You've got it all right there inside of yourself. You've got it in there inside of your threefold flame. This, this 
automatically elevates the inner vision to a point where the sacred fire core of matter comes under conscious control, allowing the sincere devotee the privilege of increasing his own capacity and power of retention to where the ultimate way is approached. Now, what we're talking about is aspiring to the spiritually ecstatic state of identification with your I am presence. This desire, it's the desire for it that automatically elevates the inner vision to a point where the sacred fire core of matter comes under conscious control. Well, I mean, that sums it up. You know, trade in your desires for oneness with your iron presence. <laughs> and all power will be given to you in heaven and earth. Indeed. And speaking of heaven, I just want to have one little fact check here. Reference to Clarence. I think it's from It's a Wonderful Life. That's correct. Is that their movie? Yeah. Know, Clarence wins his wings. By helping the one soul, right? Yeah, right. Helping one yeah. soul. Anyway, so if you heard that reference, that's what it was. All those of us here were alive during that era. Oh, it's it's <laughs> absolutely classic. It, it's a you got you to watch it every Jimmy Christmas. Jimmy Stewart, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, one of the things that came up in this um, section here, this, this excerpt, was this idea of the ecstatic state being one that you achieve that when you desire with the totality of your being to merge with your eye and presence, to merge with God, to always be near God, mm-hmm. whatever you do. Well, in the fact that she says, put all your desires into one, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And, um, you know, uh, there's actually a place where sometimes people go to after they die. It's called uh, Devishan, and where they go to fulfill unfulfilled desires. And I remember years ago, there was this one car that I wanted to have. And for some reason, my wife didn't share that same perspective with me. <laughs> and I was talking to somebody about it. And they said, well, you better buy it because if you don't, you'll be, <laughs> after you pass on, you'll be driving that car in the astral plane. I thought, you know, it's not really my number one desire. <laughs> so, so, so putting them all together and seeking God. And it doesn't mean you aren't going to have all that you need or want in this life. I think it means the opposite. It means you're going to have the most fulfilled life you can possibly imagine. More than you need. More than you need. And, you know, <laughs> also, sometimes desire get people, get wrong desires get people into trouble. In fact, I would say most of the time wrong desires get people into trouble. So you're right you about know, that. I am one with God desire. We talked about that fiat in a show once. Mm-hmm. I am one with God desire. So if you keep feel pulling here and a pulling there, okay, why do I feel that pull there? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's something, well, I want to be happy in this life. You want to be happy? Pursue God. And that is the only true source of happiness and service to others and pursuing God. And I think it's a mindset, if you will. In other words, when you get up in the morning, what do I need to do today to serve others, to serve God, to get closer to my mighty I am presence, to have that greater charge of light in my aura so that God can send me those people that have the greater needs and I can help them in whatever is God-ordained, not to squander my light on people that misuse it, but when God sends me that person that needs something, I'm there to help them. I don't send them away because I say I have nothing to give right, you. Right. So this is why we do it. And, and, you know, it's interesting. After people ascend, you know, you, you don't lose your free will. And an ascended master can uh, choose to go off into nirvana for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, just to experience the bliss of God. And I have to admit that might be something of a temptation after a few years, few few million years on planet Earth. But many have said, no, the children of God are still in pain on this planet. I am going to linger with this planet, the Bodhisattva vow, until they are able to fulfill their divine destiny. You know, and, and the burden is light. <clears throat> I think that one of the things that was made very clear in this excerpt, we've heard it before and said it before, too, is that the joy 
the happiness, the fulfillment that comes as a result of that merging into that ecstatic state is such a joy. There's such lightness there of experience that it's it's hard to comprehend it. Well, it is, and I think we we look people look for the bliss of the world, so to speak. That's in quotation marks. Of limited course. bliss, yeah, yeah, limited bliss, and very temporal bliss. You know, enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. I think Paul says it because it doesn't last; it's not permanent. And so, when you seek the permanence of God, that's when you have the true bliss. And you know, I love reading the lives of the saints because. You know, here they've got boils on their skin or whatever, you know, or they, you know, their their brothers or sisters are, are whipping them, you know, in the convent or the monastery. And and they still, they want God more than anything else. All this is sort of secondary oh, because they've experienced <laughs> the bliss of God yeah. and not a selfish bliss. Because sometimes, you know, meditation, which is a wonderful thing, we all need to do it. If that's all we do, that can be a little selfish. It's just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but it's, it's. You know, it's the joy, it's the bliss of helping others and experiencing God. If you're not experiencing God at some level, you're missing the greatest thing on this planetary body. And if you don't feel that desire fully, you can practice it. You can actually build that desire body over time by your practice. You know, that your desiring of God is something that grows every day. It is not static. It's it's very fluid. Deliver very me of wrong desire that's yeah. pulling you here and there. That maybe have a root in our subconscious or unconscious mind. Or the fact that you got cheated out of something in Atlantis and you're mm-hmm. going to make that right one way or the other. Surrender it to God. I mean, that's, I know we've done shows on surrender, haven't we, Tom? Done a few, yeah. <laughs> maybe we need to do a few more. The bliss of surrender. The bliss of surrender. That's not, actually, that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> well, we're going to have to take a short break here and I've got to get this uh, Labor Day sale at David Sean Motors out of my head. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> we're going to desire God one penny at a time in, one, the, in the milk bottle. One boy, yeah, we're going to build that yacht. Isn't that a beautiful picture? It, it really is. Yeah. Well, um, when we re- return, we're going to hear another excerpt from that lecture by Elizabeth Claire Prophet, where she talks about controlling the sacred fire and loving God without reservation. Don't go away. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, 
the creative power of sound and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Achieving oneness with God requires mastery over desire. It means giving it our all every time. Here's more. The sacred fire core of matter is the seed atom. It's the base chakra. It's the nucleus of your identity in matter. And you know how as a child when you want something for Christmas, you think about it all the time incessantly. You want that new bike. You want a new puppy. You want a special doll. You can remember the amount of time you spent thinking about that thing you didn't quite know you were going to get for Christmas. Well, when you think about the ecstatic, the spiritually ecstatic state of oneness with your I Am Presence, you become like the saints. All you can think of all day long is the prize of oneness with the I Am Presence. And what that desire does because it is a totality, it's your one desire, the sacred fire core comes under conscious control. How do you control your kundalini? How do you control your soul and seed atom? How do you control your heart flame? By the aspiration, by the desire for oneness of God that is fixed. And everything else you do, you do well, you perform your services well, you're obedient, you're meticulous, you follow the details of your profession and your job, you're responsible, you're your brother's keeper, you help life, you put your heart into it, you can do all that, but you never leave that never-ending stream of desire to be one with God. It's always there because it's total. And in the totality, all these become like the fruits of that desiring consciousness. So great is the desire that it produces in you a virtuoso, a genius, an expert in whatever you do every day. People who are mediocre and who are not experts and are always forgetting and always mixing things up and always creating problems and not successful on the job are people who don't love God. The more they love God, the more they are united and devoted to that one purpose the more and the better they do what they're doing. So psychologically, we can identify people who don't love God's order, his principle, his divine economy, his abundant life. They don't love his art. They don't love his science. You see, there are all kinds of dedicated people who do fantastic jobs because their total aspiration is for God in the form of one of his attributes, one of his qualities, one of his identities. And if we were all Hindus, we would know all of the names of the various manifestations of God which epitomize a certain development. So that's where you see experts. They love excellence, and they love what they're doing. And we hope that somewhere within their being, even the loving of a virtue of God will count for grace. 
So now you know, and now you have to admit that failure is hatred of God. And when you do fail, you don't condemn yourself and hit yourself over the head with a sledgehammer. You say, okay, what's that pocket of hatred? Where did it come from? Where did it start? What is it doing there? I'm going to get rid of it. Whatever you don't like, change it. You are an alchemist. The worst thing you could ever do is ignore it, refuse to admit it, bury it under the rug, let it gather dust in the corner, like cobwebs cover it over, and you'll never get anywhere in life because you're always going to be divided. Part of you is locked into that stuff, and part of you says, I want God, I want God, I want God. But what are you doing about it? You don't really want God or you'd have him. Right? You get what you want. The portals of this way are the gates to the infinite. And thus the disciple is step by step led ever higher on the upward spiral. Now the point is the desire, the total desire of the ecstatic state of oneness with your I am presence. The inner vision is drawn up by the desire, by the vision and the desire being locked into the presence, the core of matter comes under control, and when the core of matter is under control, it allows you, the sincere devotee, the privilege of increasing your own capacity and power of retention to where the ultimate way is approached. The control of the core of matter by the desiring of God and the vision allow you to retain light. It allows you to retain light in your chakras. This is the way. And the gate is to the infinite. And this is how the disciple can be led higher on the upward spiral. When you fix your goal on ecstatic spiritual union with your presence, God sends you teachers who are already one with that presence. So while your gaze is fixed on the I am that I am, you find that Lord Maitreya comes into the lens of the mind. And there he is on the TV set on your mind, just like the evening news. There sits Maitreya, and he's instructing you on the way, the truth, and the life. He's probably been instructing you right along, just like the TV set. The program was on before you turned it on. You didn't make the program happen. You just tuned into the right station, and now you know something. Now you receive the evening news. Maitreya teaches forever. And according to your desiring of that God, you will tune into the teaching or the record of his teaching. And to you on the screen, it'll look like it's live. Maitreya, live from Darjeeling. <laughs> He's teaching you and only you. But in fact, you've tuned into him teaching 12,000 years ago. He gave the sermon you need right now, and it's taken 12,000 years for you to tune in. And there you go. It's like I leave the cassettes of Mark decreeing playing in my room. So when I come in my room, he's giving a decree. It's always the decree I should be giving, no matter when I come in. When I come into the room and into the force field and tune into it, I'm tuning into the teaching or the decree that I need. So that's how it is, you see. The masters are there. Do you think they're waiting for you to wake up before they start speaking? You think they're going to hold up the show for you? No, it's ongoing. It's right there. You just have to be tuned in. And this is the way to tune in. 
This is a very important teaching to diagram. And for it, you need Xeroxes of these pearls. Mastership is the goal, but is a conferred title and an assumed grace. A conferred title and an assumed grace. I shall clarify this a little by stating that all advancement comes to each life stream through the hands and heart of his own God presence. And it is this lovely God presence that confers the title of Master from the great Maha Chohan, or the Lord of the world, upon the victorious disciple. It is necessary for the sincere disciple to assume the role of Master of the Fohotic Fire and to invest his consciousness with grace by attuning with the Ascended Master's realm. Mastership is a goal you strive for by the many ways we have taught you. There comes a moment when your striving counts for grace and there is a conferment of a title perhaps before you even think you have sufficient mastery or perhaps you think and know very well that you have that mastery in God. But the conferment of a title is a conferment of an office. An office in hierarchy is like a grid. You are locked into the authority of that office. The office itself and you become one. It has its own momentum that carries you in the office. But you give to the office your own mastery and Christhood. So it's a give and take with the very grid itself. So when we say the goal is mastership, the goal of mastership is the attainment of an office by a conferred title, number one, and number two, by an assumed grace which is assumption, the assumption or taking into yourself, within yourself, the grace of God. And the simplest thing I can say about how to achieve the assumed grace is to tell you that love is a magnet. Love is the key. Love as the threefold flame in your heart balanced with wisdom and power plus the desiring of God is a constant magnet drawing to yourself God's light and grace. Boy, <laughs> once again, there's so much to do. I don't know where and to you're start. You're welcome to re-listen to that portion again. Oh, if you need it. please do. I was really taken by that one line where she said, failure is hatred of God. And I stopped. I think all of us, we kind of looked at ourselves. I've read that before. I heard it before. But again, it just powerful, was, isn't it? Yeah. Very yeah. well. I think that if you really want God, you can have him. And you know, a lot, of, stopping you. a lot of military leaders will say failure is not an option. <laughs> In this case, we know it's not. And, yeah. and that's, I think that was Apollo 13, wasn't it? But I think it's the same principle. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we got survival at stake here. And again, you don't condemn yourself, but you realize, okay, why did I fall short Like when I need to, to come up higher? For me, there was also, uh, I love the statement, striving counts for grace. I mean, we could spend a whole series of shows Ooh. on that, couldn't we? Striving that, counts for grace. It's yeah. very nice. Yeah. It's beautiful teaching. Well, you know, we're coming more and more into contact with that concept of grace, God's grace, God's loveliness, you know, the, the joy and the bliss, the happiness, all that comes about as a result of the grace 
of God's being and the grace that we can assume, the assumed grace, by becoming masters. It, it's, again, it's almost <laughs> Zen, but, you know, there's a great teaching we received from Mother Mary. It's a calling of the Mother Mary, by the grace of God and by his grace alone, we shall not fail. Oh, yeah. So you can <laughs> see it's a combination of the striving for mastership, if you will, but then it's grace comes to our rescue, so to speak. So even though, you know, the striving and the work that we do opens the door for grace, it's not a free pass. No, it's not. Not a get out of jail free card. <laughs> it's got to be the striving that accompanies grace. Isn't that yeah. a beautiful teaching? And, yeah. and using that word assumed grace, too, is as in taking it in. You know, that's the sponge concept again that we talked. She talked about in the first segment. You're a sponge soaking up light. And because the fallen angels don't have love, they don't have access to grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, these teachings are pretty, pretty amazing. So. They are very amazing. Well, I think maybe to sum it up, desiring God is a constant magnet, drawing us ever closer to His grace and His love. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Wrap things up. Please stay with us. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Thank you very much for staying with us. During the break, um, Sid reminded us that we're saying full speed ahead, but we don't. We want to make sure you don't storm heaven. You know, this is the sort of thing that you want to. One of the keys to successful journey is balance, yeah. <laughs> pace. It's 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 it really is that striving, which has to have a certain level of intensity. But as was pointed out in the lecture, if you don't have love, it's to be not. And I just, if I may, tell a quick story. Sure. That, that Lord Maitreya, who. Uh, is a uh, you know the the coming guru so to speak uh, and the teacher of Jesus told the story about where he summoned um, the ascended master Kathumi and the ascended master El Moria to come see him, kind of come up the mountain so to speak. And this this story you know also indicates the diversity of <laughs> ascended masters. They aren't all the same. They're very different based on who they were. And El Moria is very single pointed, very powerful. He was Abraham, you know, very strong. And so they both got this summons. And, of course, El Moria, who is very much attuned to hierarchy and law and all these kind of things, he, I don't know if he literally bounded up the mountain, <laughs> Probably but did. he went straight, you know, his guru called him, he's going there. 
Well, Kathumi was got the same call, but going up the mountain, there were some beautiful flowers. <laughs> and he stopped to admire the flowers and, and see the beauty that was around him. And when they both got up to, of course, El Moria got there first, needless to say, and when Kathumi came up, Amitri gave the teaching that in this case, even though he summoned both of them, it was actually Kathumi who was in the right, who saw this beauty and this light. And I, this is a paraphrase of the story, but essentially it's, he, he stopped because of the presence of God, if you will, in these flowers. And he wasn't offending or ignoring his guru, but he was responsive to the power of love and light. And I think this is where, you know, there's no right and wrong answer for every situation. <laughs> You have to, we have to be able to attune to the light within us, to our Holy Christ self, to our I am presence, because we may have, two people may have the same test, so to speak, and their response, the right response may be slightly different for each one, oh, yeah. based on their karma, their experience, and so forth. So there's no, this is not like, I used to love in the bank, they had a, before the computers, they had the policies and procedures manuals. We could go to page 4,312, and you know exactly what to do in a certain situation. The path of the Ascendant Masters is not that. You know, love <laughs> has to be your guide yeah. and your attunement with your I Am Presence and your Holy Christ Self. Don't think you're going to have this path down pat. Right, right. But you know that love will get you where you want to go along with that striving to be one with God. You know, I think that one way to sum up what we heard is to say that mastery is simply the best and highest love. And because what we do, whatever we do, we offer to God. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Well, I, I you know, we, we sometimes break things down. It seems simplistic almost to say it, but there's a certain beauty in the simplicity of this path. There's nothing complicated about it. Well, you know, people that have <laughs> no knowledge of the intricacies of the path sometimes will have great attainment because they have great love. Yeah. No yeah. one has taught them about what happened on the last 12,000 years ago, but the point is they don't need that because they have such a level of devotion to God and love, they're going to get where they need to go. We were talking about mastery and loving God and you know, merging with his will and simple things, Yeah. joyful things. Yeah, things as simple as love is the key. I mean, what is it, just four or five words? <laughs> <laughs> well, and we know it. Maybe it's so simple it might just be easily overlooked. Know. You know, and, and she talked also, Mrs. Prophet, about doing things right, you know, yeah. making a good job of whatever you do. I'm thinking of occasions some time ago I was in the hospital and there was a question of whether I was going to need surgery or not. And the surgeon was there and then we were talking and I said, do you say your prayers every night? <laughs> he kind of looked at me like, who is this guy, you know? He says, no, I don't. He says, well, that's okay. As long as you're a good surgeon, I'm okay with that. And it's true. Do you want somebody that prays but it's a lousy sermon? Uh, surgeon? <laughs> yeah. So you can see where mastery, as long as it's not to the human ego, um, can be a form of love as well. Well, it is. And, you know, we want to seek masterful days. We don't want mechanical perfection. Right. We want it to be organic. We want it to be real. We want it to be love-based. And, and, you know, there's so much, this is kind of an aside, there's so much talk these days about artificial intelligence. <laughs> and I think it's it's Elton Musk, is that his name? That, that has Elton or something like that, yeah. Is it Elton? You know, that has the like Tesla car and so forth. He talks about the merging of the mind. Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Merging of the mind with, and the with, computer. And with the computer. That. And, of course, yeah. that's mechanization man. That's right. not the way to God. So I don't encourage you to try and, and merge yourself with, with the machine. No. Because that will get you nowhere. It's a mechanical ascension. It's not a real ascension. And, of course, it doesn't last. And one great way to merge with God is to read the Corona class lessons. <laughs> this entire series has been based on these lessons, 48 in all from Jesus and Kutumi. And it's just, we've called it before, and not facetiously, a handbook for the Aquarian age. 
this is really truly a great manual for just living the spiritual life and getting near to God, near to the I am presence, understanding that love is the key and how to attain that, how to hold on to it, how to share it, you know, all those things. Excuse me. And, and, you know, God will test you in terms of, you know, is this person's love real or is it going to fade away in six months? <laughs> and it, it's almost like, you know, God will give you glimpses of himself, you know, or moments of bliss. And you well, think. It's like having Maitre on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, Suddenly. yeah, but I mean, you'll get, you'll have moments of bliss. You think I finally made it and then the bliss what? won't be there anymore. And so God, you, you keep just striving, you know, keeps just striving to get to that point. But you will experience that moments. I mean, everyone has those moments of incredible bliss uh, at some point in the spiritual path. They can't reproduce them at will at this stage, but they know it's real and it's it's a reinforcement. Oh, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm heading in the right direction. God, what do I need to do next? And I think many times we, we've experienced the victory over our karma. And that does create, even if it's momentary, a sense of bliss. Like you've overcome, you've mastered, you've you've raised yourself up. Yeah, and God could have a couple of days off before the next one comes, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so, and that's fine. That's understandable. There are cycles. But if you keep on every day, the days turn to weeks, months, years, and suddenly you're much closer to God than you ever thought you could be. And yeah, as and we life, said at the beginning, it's full speed ahead. And life is a is a sine wave. There's a, there's a time for creation and a time for recreation or recreation. You know, there's an up and a down. So There's activity and there's rest. Yeah. Yeah. Balance in all things. It's the, the middle way. And, and what happens, this love of God and the pursuit of God, it doesn't deaden you to the needs of others. It awakens them. Oh. And that bliss of God, you look around and say, God is in pain on this planet in various situations, circumstances. You know, I see the persecution of Christians around this planet oh, is just unbelievable. These are our brothers and sisters. You know, we need yeah. to pray for them. And we can do something for them through the science of the spoken word, our devotion. And the more light you can hold in harmony is the greatest thing you can do, not only for yourself, but for the sons and daughters of God and the children of light throughout this planet. Amen, brother. Well, next week, the power of light and the path of grace. Hope you can join us for that. In the meantime, Terry, how do they get hold of us? They can get in touch with us by going to webradio at tsl.org. Okay. Webradio at tsl.org. And there you go. And we'll respond. We will. If you're nice. <laughs> <laughs> no. <we'll, laughs> anyway, thanks to all of you for l- tuning in to listening to this program. You're part of a great mandala of mastery. You're all becoming, if you're not already, keepers of the flame of life. And God bless you all. So, as we like to say, though, the upward path may sometimes be difficult. The rewards are, are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Till next Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.